The wins keep coming for Arizona and Jed Fish, and now Arizona is in the top 25. Let's get started here on the postgame show. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it feels like every single, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making it your first listen of the day. This feels like every single show now we are talking about a new stepping stone win for Arizona, but this one truly was it. Arizona, you got UCLA coming into town, UCLA uh, ranked in the top 20 in the nation, and Arizona took their will, my friends. Not only did they take their will, UCLA didn't know what to do with Arizona, and I think if you're an Arizona fan, you got to feel pretty good about it, and there were a variety of reasons why. Now, let's not forget here, UCLA is a good team. There's no doubt about it. This isn't a team that, uh, you know, no matter what somebody says, this is a good football team right here. And not only was it, uh, not only is it a good football team, it's also a team that, um, it's also a team that uh, defensively very, very good. And guess what? They had absolutely no answer for Arizona and uh, Noah Fafita again. We're talking about this. This sounds like a broken record, but it's a good broken record. It's a record that we like playing on and on and on again. But again, Noah Fafita was absolutely fantastic. 25 of 32, oh, 300 yards, three TDs, one pick. Again, the pick's going to happen, whatever the case may be. But again, this was another big-time performance from the young man out of uh, Southern California. And who cares that he's five foot seven? It doesn't really matter because, again, he understands football in a way that very few understand football. And you can certainly tell that he is a coach's son um, because – you navigates the pocket the way that he moves around the pocket, the way that he hits the open receiver. It's quite impressive. It's next level stuff. And more so than anything, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you never get the sense that the moment is too big for him. And not only do you not get the sense that the moment isn't too big for him, you also get the sense too that he's been there before. He's done this. He's got the t-shirt and he is on the same exact wavelength with all the other wide receiver or with the other wide receivers on the team. Obviously him and Tedaroa McMillan joined at the hip, um, big time players and Jacob Cowling, T-Mac obviously get along. Kevin Green is going to be somebody that I think is going to break out next year on the scene in a big way. Malachi Riley as well. Then at the running back spots, Arizona also has you covered there. This is just a good team all the way around. And not only is it a good team all the way around, I think it's difficult to say that um, – I think it's easy to say that uh, right now this is – this is a top 15 type team in the country. I know, again, it's weird to say, it feels weird to say it, but I don't think that we can really argue that at this point. They're playing like that. Now, again, uh, in the top 25, but they're somewhere in they're, they're somewhere above that because just look at the last three weeks right here. You blitz or excuse me, you blitz Oregon in uh, your Washington State. Then you take care of Oregon State. Oregon State's a very good team. Then you take care of UCLA. 
at some point you got to be like, all right, well, Arizona just, Arizona just knows what it's doing. And again, that's a big, big, big tip of the cap to Jed Fish right there. Jed Fish gets it. And not only does Jed Fish get it, he's understood the overhaul and talent on this team has been absolutely remarkable. But again, it starts with Noah Fafita. And not only does it start with Noah Fafita, it ends with Noah Fafita because again, all the other positions, very impressive what they've been able to do. But if you don't have the quarterback, it doesn't really matter. Arizona has the quarterback right now, and this is a leader of men. He is going to continue to push Arizona out there. And not only is he going to put, continue to push Arizona out there, I think he's going to be a place where um, this he's going to turn this into a place where players want to play. And Noah Fafita is a big reason why. He's also the sign, too, that at least in college football, sometimes height doesn't really matter, my friends. Um, I've always thought that height for a quarterback in college football is a little under or overrated. Now, again, granted, it's a little bit different when you're five foot seven, but. It is what it is at this point. He's got a big arm. He can wing it all across the football field when he needs to. But he also just understands what's going on. And a big reason, too, is that he's got an offensive line in front of him, too, that has been able to protect him. And when you can protect a quarterback that is able to dissect a defense in the manner in which he is, good things are going to happen. Again, I'm breaking news right here, but good things are going to happen. That's exactly what happened right there. Again, right there. Um Jordan Morgan at that tackle spot, going to be a first-round pick. We talked about all the guys, Jonas Avenea, Wendell Moe, et cetera, et cetera. But you have a team in front of you right there that is ne kind of next level, to be honest with you. There isn't really a weak link on this team, and we're going to continue to talk about that here because that's something that I don't think can be really be overstated at this point. There really isn't a weak link on this team. And that's something that, again, goes back to Jed Fish. Um, and the talent that he has been able to build. Now let's just look at the tight ends, for example. You got the block, Tanner McLaughlin can do a little bit of everything. Can put his hand down and block, can get out into the secondary and make a lot of plays. Overall, just a good, good offense, and Noah Fafita is a huge reason why. And being in concert with the other players right there has also been massive for him. Again, Noah Fafita gets it. This coaching staff gets it. And a big reason why is just the talent that is across the board right there. Not only is it talent that's across the board, it's also talent that feels a little bit next level that you got, you probably have a lot of NFL players on this team. And that's something that we haven't been able to say in years past. Not only have we been not been able to say that in years past that Arizona has a lot of talent on this team, that Guys that could probably play start for a variety of different top 10, 15 teams in the country. Look at, uh, for example, look at uh, Ted Rolovic McMillan starting anywhere he wants in the country. Jacob Cowing, most likely the same way. Jordan Morgan, Jonas Sabanea, uh, Jacob Manu. It's weird, even though he's undersized, but Jacob Manu would get in there as well. Uh, Fusions Price Sock. Just a lot of. Uh, just a lot of very impressive, uh, very impressive play right there for the University of Arizona. All right. Now, the defense, though, has been something that I think has really shocked a lot of people. There's a little bit of an under the radar factor we need to talk about on that front. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're going to talk about under-the-radar aspects here for the University of Arizona defense. Now, 
We've talked about it from day one, Dwayne Aquina coming in. Dwayne Aquina is about as good a defensive backs coach as college football has ever seen. And not only is he as good a defensive backs coach as college football has ever seen, he's the dude that just kind of commands the respect of other coaches, the locker room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He is that guy. And let's just start in the secondary. The secondary has absolutely been a bulwark um, from – uh, Ephesians Prysock and Takario Davis. If Takario Davis ever learns to actually uh, catch the interceptions, he is going to be a problem, my friends. Not only is he going to be a problem, he's going to be a he's going to be a dude that I mean, let's just be honest here, is going to play in the NFL. He's generally in position. He's generally in really good position. Then you got Ephesians Prysock opposite him as well. Same situation, except he can he could generally have a little bit better hands. Then the safeties, Dalton Johnson, et cetera, we've been over that. They're always in the right spot, and that is a huge difference from last year where it never felt like everybody was quite moving in the right uh, spot, in the right direction right there. <clears throat> And then linebackers, Jacob Manu has been a monster. Again, with Jacob Manu, the only issue with him is that he's about five foot nine, um, about 215 pounds, but incredibly instinctual, can get after the uh, – uh, he's going to finish this year with like five or six sacks, which is going to be a big part of it. Um, and then Justin Flo obviously had a, a few issues. And not only that, um, it is um, – it is a it's an interesting spot right now with the uh it's an interesting spot though with these linebackers though because you've also got players like Leviticus Sua that are not going to be able to or that are going to be on the field next year. And uh Jacob Manu though is he's that dude and he can, can, continues to show that. Um and honestly, it's because of the guys up front. Now Manu is absolutely fantastic, but we also got to give credit to um, um, we also got to give credit though to uh, the uh, we got to give credit to the dudes up front because that's where it really starts right here. Big Bill Norton, Big Bill Norton has been a leader of men on this football team. Not only has he been a leader of men, um, he doesn't necessarily get the shine that some other players get. But the reason though is because Big Bill Norton doesn't even want the shine. Um, but next to him, you got. <coughs> Excuse me. You got Kangaika. You got Manoa. These are guys that are keeping the player. They are keeping players off of Jacob Manu, making Jacob Manu's life much easier out there. And then at the defensive end positions, Deion Sanders continue to give us your players that you don't want on the defensive line. You can have Montana, but we will definitely take. Taylor Upshaw. Taylor Upshaw now in the year a seven and a half sacks. Probably going to have ten plus sacks on the year. He's been a monster for Arizona. He's definitely been the best pass rusher that the U of A has had since, dare I say, uh, Scooby Wright. And season's still going. You still got three games. He's going to be in that double digit fax. Then opposite him, you got uh, you got uh, Deuce Davis. Really, really happy to see that young man start to emerge. Um, a little bit undersized, obviously. Well, tall enough, but certainly kind of on the slender side. But his burst off the line has been next level. He has looked really, really good. And then Isaiah Ward as well. Both those guys just have been absolutely fantastic. And next year, I think the future is very, very bright with both of them. Then 
Um, you know, so again, the talent across the board for this team, that's what we just got to keep going to. And it showed against UCLA, UCLA, like almost every other team has weaknesses. The quarterback play certainly isn't great. And offensively, you don't worry a ton about them. The defense is kind of what carried them. Arizona, you don't really worry about that. Arizona has, is getting A-plus play from the quarterback spot. They are getting A-plus play from the running backs. You've got a bevy of running backs back there. We've talked all offseason about the wide receivers and how good they are. The offensive line, multiple first-round picks on this O-line. And then the defensive line has been stout. The linebackers, and again, Dwayne Aquina, Johnny Nansen, got to give them a ton of credit. And to Jed Fish. Jed Fish has continued to work this, uh, has continued to work this team, has continued to work this defense, and it's showing. This is again against UCLA. Arizona was clearly the better team, and not only was Arizona clearly the better team, it looked like if they were to play ten times, that Arizona would beat a UCLA um, seven, eight, nine times. It just looked like they were the better team against Oregon state. It felt far uh, closer, but against uh, UCLA, I think you saw exactly what it was. Now tomorrow we're going to talk about going forward, what this means then, because Arizona has got three games left on the schedule. You got Colorado coming up. I expect Arizona to take care of business against Colorado. And then after Colorado, you got Utah and then you got ASU. These are all winnable, very winnable games right here. Now, Utah, generally a team that uh, is always going to be somewhat difficult for Arizona, but this isn't your vintage Utah team. Again, we're going to break that down. ASU stinks. I expect Arizona to be able to beat ASU. Assuming Arizona beats ASU, then you're looking at an eight-win team. And not only are you looking at an eight-win team, you're looking at a team that's going to go into the Big 12 next year with, pro with realistic expectations, my friends of possibly winning the conference in its inaugural year. That's how good this team is. But again, Jed Fish done everything the right way. Not only has he done everything the right way, um, he's like I said, and we're going to keep saying it because I think it matters. He's fallen, uh, fallen through. He's followed through on his promises on what he said he was going to do from day one. And a lot of times in the coaching uh, realm, you don't see that. You hear coaches say a bunch of gobbledygook, but it doesn't exactly occur like that. Jed Fish says, I am not that guy. I am somebody else. So on that note, though, massive, massive win for the U of A. The win of the season for the Cats. We're going to talk, like I said, we're going to talk, we're going to break down this entire schedule going forward, where the wins are, because Arizona could start looking at maybe the Holiday Bowl. That's how good Arizona football has been right now. But Jed Fish, a massive tip of the cap, my friend. You have done yeoman's work for the Wildcats. On that note, though, we will be back with you tomorrow. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Wildcats your first listen of the day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.